Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is entitled Vayigash, which means, and he came near. It is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 44, verse 18, through chapter 47, verse 27. Now, in last week's parasha, Joseph evaluated his brother's honesty by devising a plan to accuse them of thievery. He engineered a plan to accuse Benjamin, his younger brother, the son of his mother, Rachel. Benjamin would be the means of this test. By announcing that Benjamin would remain in Egypt as a slave while the rest of the brothers were free to return home, he was assessing their character. Would they, as before, callously de deliver up another son of Rachel whom their father loved? Or would they self-sacrificially intercede and risk their own lives and liberties for his protection? Judah begs Joseph passionately to release Benjamin, offering to be in prison in his place. Now, several commentaries state that a more enthusiastic plea in scripture is not to be found. Years earlier, Joseph looked up from a pit he had been thrown into and heard Judah plead with his brothers not to kill him. But now from his lofty position of authority, he watches his brothers as they bow down to the ground before him and hears Judah pleading for Benjamin's life and for the life of his father. This sincere plea that Judah spoke must have been so moving, so touching, so enthusiastic that Joseph could no longer maintain his composure. Joseph could take it no longer and burst into tears. The scripture says that he wept aloud. He cried so loudly, so intensely that some Egyptians heard it and brought news to Pharaoh that something was happening with his prime minister. In that moment, Joseph revealed himself to his brothers and said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery. His brothers were stunned, shocked, amazed, in fact, speechless. Every mouth stopped and stood guilty before their judge. Joseph said, don't be upset. Don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was Adonai who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. It was he who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of this entire palace and the governor of all of Egypt. With weeping and joy, he embraced Benjamin and Benjamin did the same. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them. After that, they began talking freely with him. Now, Joseph tells his brothers to hurry and tell my father to pack up everything and bring everyone and come to Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, don't worry about their personal belongings for the best of all the land of Egypt is theirs. 
Now, Joseph had not forgotten his father. His one desire was to bring him to share his glory. He sent wagons to transport his father, the little ones, and the wives. Now, at first, Joseph was unbelieving. No, at first, Jacob was unbelieving. It seemed too good to be true. But when he observed the wagons Joseph had sent, some perhaps with the royal Egyptian seal, this caused his aged spirit to believe. Then Joseph, Jacob confessed, it must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go and see him before I die. The provision Joseph sent for them for the journey, the distance traveled was traversed without excessive fatigue by means of the wagons. Now, in Joseph's love for his father and family, we can see the glory of our risen and ascended Lord, and especially of his desire that where he is through faith, we may be also. Praise Yeshua that he is not only willing to receive us, but provides the grace and help of the spirit to transport us to himself. Israel begins his journey and came to Beersheba. Beersheba had been the residence of Abraham and Isaac. Here, Israel would worship and seek Adonai, and there Adonai directs Jacob to Egypt, to move to Egypt, promising to care for him there. Then Jacob left Beersheba with his sons, their wives, and their little ones. They also took their livestock and their possessions and came to Egypt, Jacob and all of his descendants. Now, Joseph made ready his carriage. Joseph made ready his chariot. And I believe this was no ordinary chariot. Joseph went in all his splendor to meet his father. He came in the splendor of his chariot and in the splendor of his official apparel. Joseph's presentation was of a son showing his beloved father that he had performed in a way that would thrill and honor his father. The meeting of Jacob and Joseph was a moment of great gladness. Both were too deeply moved to speak. They held each other in a strong embrace for a good while. Before Joseph presented his family to Pharaoh, he gave them specific instructions about how to reply to Pharaoh's questions when asked about their calling. They were to represent themselves as shepherds. Pharaoh gave Jacob's family the best part of the land of Goshen. Pharaoh even gave some of the brothers oversight of his own livestock. Jacob's family settled in Goshen where Joseph carefully attend the needs and desires of his father. Joseph's wisdom as an administrator in the government not only excelled during the famine, but also excelled after the famine. He was a tremendous asset to Pharaoh's Egypt. Now, there's no one in all the scripture whose life so closely foreshadows Yeshua than Joseph. 
Had it not been for Joseph, the streets would have been filled with the dying and the dead. Some scholars believe Joseph's Egyptian name means savior of the world. Although other scholars have other interpretations. But now, if it does mean savior of the world, how close to Yeshua would that be? Joseph rose from the pit and the prison to the second highest position in all of Egypt. Yeshua rose from the grave to be the eternal prince, king, and savior. Both were a shepherd of their father's sheep. Both of their fathers loved them deeply. Both were hated by their brothers. Robes were taken from them both. Both were taken to Egypt. Both sold for a price, both bound in chains, both were placed with two prisoners, one who was saved and the other lost. Both were exalted after suffering. A few questions. How blessed would we be if we were people whose faith resembled that of Yeshua or Joseph's? Do we truly realize our sonship? Can we serve the father from a sense of absolute surrender and devotion? Can we die completely to self? How can we know the fellowship of Yeshua's suffering and yet be ever rejoicing in the prospect of the glory that is yet to be? Yeshua gives us the answer in Mark 10, verse 27, American Standard Version. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom.